0: This is the day the Lord has made we should rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know about you, but I've been waking up the last couple of days and it's still a little cool in the morning, but by the time 11, 12 o'clock comes around, we're looking at the 78 degrees, and I started praising God. And you know what? It started coming to my heart, about for the last couple of weeks, last couple of weeks, I've been complaining about the winter. I'm ready to complain about the summer, amen? I'm ready to say, it's too hot, but you know what? I love it here in Texas. Thank God we live in Texas. Thank God we live in a country that's still free. Thank God we live in the United States of America. We can still gather on the Lord's Day, still worship, still praise His holy name, without the fear of any country or government kicking in the door. We're still free. And while we're still free, we need to start praising God. Amen? We need to worship. We need to start praying. We need to get back in God's Word. We need to start proclaiming, start preaching, start teaching. We've got a God to serve. He's almighty. He's wonderful. He reigns. He's on the throne. And let me tell you something right now. There's not one thing in this world that ever happened that he's not aware of. There's not one thing that he is not certain of. He's not up in heaven saying, oh what are they going to do now? He's not up in heaven saying, let me call 911. He's not up in heaven saying, I didn't think they would do that. No, there's nothing that catches him by surprise because he's God. And because he's God, he's got you in his hands. If you're watching online this morning, he's got you in his hands. And you're a part of his plan, and you need to get to be with his people. Well, let me start out again. Good morning at Robinson Avenue Baptist Church. Our God is good. Amen? Well, with that being said, we need to talk a little bit about what's happening at Robson Avenue Baptist Church. If you joined us last night for our fundraiser, you had a wonderful time at our chili cook-off. Let me tell you, we had our first place winner. She's back there in the back in the choir loft. It's Stephanie Maney. Amen. She made some wonderful chili. There were 10 entries in our chili cook off and all 10 of them were really, really, really good. And all 10 of them were, uh, in my, my opinion, blue ribbon winners, except for the number one pot. It was the best. That was my spot. What place did you get, Pastor? I didn't place at all. So uh, not only did Stephanie win, uh, the judges' choice. She also won the people's choice. We pulled the people' show hands. She won first place there as well. So she got the judges' vote and she got the people's vote. She got first place all the way around in that. Uh, and it turned out to be a really, really wonderful night uh, at our youth fund. Major. So if you miss down on There will be another opportunity and another time for to get out there and support your youth group. Thank you for loving them. Thank you for supporting them. Thank you for praying for them. And it's my prayer that uh, you help us raise our goal of getting to our uh, summer youth camp. We have quite a few fun to continue in that. So please consider being a part of that. Well, what's going on? Robert Avenue Baptist Church. Well, as you know, today, uh, the choir is going to meet at 4.30, the choir room back in the admin building, and they'll be working on their Resurrection Day cantata. Incidentally, they're about a month away from that Resurrection cantata. So please start praying for us. Start, uh, if you want to sing with us, you better get involved, like, right now. And so, uh, we do have a few extra books, even though, let me tell you, it's been a blessing to see how many am being in the cantata. I know Brother Robert agrees with me to get in there and see all those voices, all those people. So please be in prayer about that and prayer about joining us in that. So, but like I said, this is going to be right at that last time. You're a single, but you need to get involved in it now. Uh, so that's today at 4.30. Evening worship tonight, 6 o'clock. I want to invite you to something special. We'll be here in the sanctuary, though. Uh, we're going to be looking at a special service called Pora. And you said, what is Purim? The porum is the feast of Esther. It belongs to my Jewish people, and we'll learn a little bit about that as we look into a method called Esther. Crowned in crisis. We're going to be a part of that. At the end, we have a special treat for you. Somebody, God bless your heart, made these wonderful cookies. They're called Haman cookies, so you need to come and get one of those. At the end of the service, you'll get one of our Haman cookies. It's a lot of fun an interesting and fun uh, service. We will celebrate, we will rejoice, we will praise the Lord, and so let me invite you to come and be a part of our forum service tonight. we Baptist Church at 6 o'clock right here in San Francisco. Monday night we'll bring our Christ in the Gentile church to an exciting conclusion as we finish with the prophet Jonah and the prophet Hosea. So come and be a part of that. at tomorrow night's o'clock in the fellowship hall over about 7.30. Tuesday we'll have our ladies Bible study at 9.30 and then in the evening at 6.30. Wednesday, we have intercessory prayer right here in the sanctuary at 11.30 with Miss Tanya. And then, of course, we have our evening Bible study at 6.30. Uh, right here, Bible study prayer service. You don't want to miss that. Come and be a part of that. Uh, don't forget Thursday, our men's Bible study at 6.30. Some interesting things are happening. Interesting things for you to get involved in. Uh, I want to remind you of our OCC item of the month we're also looking at. That is quality crafts. And so if you can find some of those, Come and be a part of that and consider getting a head start on our Operation Christmas Scout focus system. All right. Uh, if you have seen the slides, we do have an error in our slides I want to point out to you. As you know, spring is the time our clock spring ahead. So, but our slide says fall back and I apologize if we cut and paint some of those we forgot to cut out, fall back. So, it's really spring ahead. Uh, so, if you come an hour later, there's going to be two hours. Late. Uh, to church. Yeah, so, but either way, our springtime change is coming. Please be aware of that it's actually going to happen March the 12th. So I believe that's next Sunday, springtime ahead. So get ready for that. Also, what's happening next Sunday, ministry team meetings will be uh, happening in the admin office as well. And I think that's about it for our upcoming events. So unless I miss something, have I not? Let's open with a word of prayer. And as we pray together, please rise and welcome one another. Father, we come to you down to deep the same one. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this morning. Would you please bless us today with a double, triple portion of your Holy Spirit? It's my prayer, Lord God, that if we work with you today, that our hearts are open to you, our minds will open to you, our ears will open, open to hear from you, Father God, our eyes will be open so that we might continue working in our lives and working around us, Lord, and that our hearts would open so that we could work with you. And it's my prayer, Father God, if anyone really needs to come to know you, the person will save you to be that day, and it's also our prayer, Lord God, as a church that we would just lay down any care. you need to start anything that come between us to you. And just worship you this morning. May your name be glorified. May it be magnified. Even though Lord we are out today to bring the saints back to you. In Jesus' name to pray. Amen. Please rise and welcome one another. make your way back to your seats. Let's all stand up. And we're going to sing, Great as Mighty is the Lord our God.
1: Amen. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for the glimpse. Oh, wow. blessed be the name of the Lord. Our God is good. Ooh. Well, my goodness, those kids leave. We can feel it, can't we? We can feel it. Some of our heart leaves. You know what they say. Bible says, out of the mouth of faith, a perfect praise. So I love to see those kids worshiping and praising God. If you have your Bibles with me, Please, to the book of Philippians, chapter 2. That's going to be our main text. warning want going to start there actually. start in the Gospel of John, but I am not going to be very long. I'm going to go to.
0: in all the grades and classes now, nor did I intend to be. That wasn't why I was there. I was there to learn about God. I was there to, to uh, enhance my understanding of
1: God, not to compete with my uh, students. And those people turn it into that uh, academic competition that I battle at today.
0: They're still competing who's got the best sermon, who's got the best church, who's got the best people. And they're, they're still competing and getting outside their, they're the ones that go home and I'm the and, and I'm thinking, praise God. It, it really doesn't matter to
1: you. What matters to me is that we glorify Him. All about Him. I just wanted to mention this is mine. But while in my collegiate career, uh, I spent an entire A lot of time in Hebrew as well. The reason why is we don't, as Christians, pay enough attention to it. You know, there's so much in it. It's so rich, it's so beautiful. Just to give you an idea of how beautiful the Hebrew language is,
0: there's no curse words in it. They have to borrow curse words from other languages. true. Go to Israel today and they first, you, you would recognize the curse words they would use from English.
1: There's no curse words. Isn't that beautiful.
0: And it is. Greek, however, has got a word for everything. <laughs> and it has been called the most expressive vehicle of thought that the world has ever
1: known. And I happen
0: to agree with that. Uh, it, it has a, a word for just about every state of mind, as has a word for just about every feeling that you could possibly have. So, in uh, those verbs, uh, a lot of times the verbs understand the most sentences. Um, when you say that, it has first active, second active, and it that are all the way down to the Greek life to the point where I can not only say and observe how I feel, but who am I talking to, where I'm talking to, and how long i want
1: That happens.
0: Uh, so it's a very, very um, impressive vehicle to express thought the Greek here. And if you look into a verse this morning, we are going to have to visit the Greek just a little, yeah, but not, not enough to make you Greek expert. You know, some of you will get me at the door and say, I'm a Greek expert. Well, got but you yeah. Um, I'm
1: sure you are. So I'm, I'm not going to claim to be that. But I am going to tell you this. Um, when we look into it this morning, open your minds, open your heart, as we look at a sermon called This Mind. Let's pray together. Father, I come to your hand in Jesus' name. The first
0: thing I want to do is give you the glory. You're the one, Lord God, that it's all about. You're the one that we've gathered here this morning to worship. You're the one. That we are exalted. Not only are we exalting you, Lord God, we are exalting you through the name of the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We want to lift up and praise and exalt the one and only God, the one and only Savior, the one and only who's capable, able, Almighty. You are God, and we give you glory. You are the great I Am. You are El Shaddai. And Lord God, we worship you this morning. We worship you through the name. Because of him, that
1: we need to talk to him. Because of him, Lord, that we have a future. Because of him, that we have an ability to love one another. And I pray right now, Father, that there be any that we come to know you. First of all, Lord,
0: to save you, Heart right with you, that we have a relationship with you, Lord, and be a part of this church. Let's want to be the For those, Lord, that are online, that are watching us, because they're at home, not feeling well, please bless them and heal them. Those, Lord God, who are watching online because they're just can't get out with people. I pray, Lord God, say you today. You would let them know that you will be with them. You will never leave them nor forsake them, whether they be with a crowd or not. And they encourage them, Lord God, to get to be with your people. That's things in Jesus' name. Again, this morning, I said we're going to look in Philippians chapter two, but we're going to begin in John chapter one. I want to introduce you to my favorite. To look at John the Baptist right there. Yohanan is his name in Hebrew. Yohanan in Greek. Yohanan the Baptist, right? John the Baptist, Jordan, right? I love this guy, John. He is a guy with a big, big, big voice. You say, How do you know that, Pastor? Well, you ought to read in Greek some of the things that he says. He says things like, You brood of vipers! He says, You sons of snakes! He says, Repent for the kingdom of God is at Damn you enough, if he didn't make it as a prophet, he would have been an auctioneer. Amen. Also, on top of that, he had the most interesting diet. He ate locusts and wild honey, and that's why he wasn't married. Amen.
1: Right? <laughs>
0: he wore camel's hair, and he was exactly what the uh, religious people thought the prophet would be. However, they show up and they say you can't be a prophet. I think that's amazing. I think there's something to learn from him. That not to get off of topic, but John comes, he comes lamenting, he comes mourning, he comes preaching repentance, he comes telling, get back to God, get back to the law of God, get back to being content with what God has done in your life. He's preaching, he's teaching, he is asking them to repent, he's baptizing, he's not even taking over the churches, he's out in the wilderness at the River Jordan, they show up, and they say, this guy cannot be a prophet, because he doesn't have our backing. well, long because Jesus Christ He's a little bit different than John. He doesn't come eating locusts and wild honey. Somebody say amen this morning. You know what that means? That means we don't have to eat locusts and wild honey. I don't know about you, but I praise God every morning that he's given us the gift of food. He's given us the ability to choose, and we don't have to eat locusts and wild honey. So the next time the U.S. government says, y'all need to start eating bugs, you need to stand up and say, In Jesus Christ, I don't have to do that. No. No, I'll tell you right now. That's one thing I refuse to do. Bring The grasshopper to me. I ain't eating it. There's going to be trouble in that house. Bring our grasshopper up in there. It's gourmet, Josh. I'm going to tell you, it ain't gourmet. That's trash. I ain't eating that. No, no, <laughs> Barbecue sauce will not help you. No way, sister. <laughs> Amen, sister BJ. Chocolate bunny. I ain't eating that thing. no, no. But John can't eat them. He's exactly what they thought would be like. Jesus comes a little bit different. He comes singing. He comes dancing. He comes going to their parties. He's in their churches. He's in their synagogues. And they say, you can't be the Son of God because you're not like John. And really, what they're saying is, is we don't know what we want. Really, if you don't know really what they're saying, they're saying is, we don't want anybody. We're happy with who we are. We don't want John, and we don't want Jesus. We don't want the super holy prophet, nor do we want to mingle among you saints.
1: They were happy with their own faith.
0: However, John begins his ministry. He begins preaching and preaching and preaching. He preaches repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He preaches about being content with weight, soldiers, he preaches about politicians. And you know what? That message needs to be preached again today. Amen. We need to point a holy finger at our president, vice president, chief of state. We need to go all the way down. My goodness, have you seen the United States government today? We got cross-dressers, homosexuals, more. We got thieves up in there. And we got people in there that are trying to tell us how we should live our life. When the church is supposed to be pointing our finger at the government and saying, This is how you live your life, according to God's word. We need to get back to that. John wasn't afraid of that.
1: John gets out there and starts preaching. He starts teaching.
0: And he says, Let me tell you, the axe is laid at the root of the tree, and God is chopping, and that tree is going to fall. And when it falls, He's going to burn it with unquenchable fire. That was very, very real.
1: There's a lot of people going there. You're going there You're going to know You better get saved. However, one day, Jesus shows up. That's where we're going to start in John 4, verse 13. John's preaching this
0: holy repentance. John's preaching baptism. He's preaching that You must repent. He's preaching that you got to get right with God because God is sending God is sending a Savior. In fact, He preaches it like this. He said, there's one coming who's latched on his sandals. I'm not to his dirty tennis shoes and untie his shoes and take the shoes off of his holy foot. I'm not worthy to do that because he is so holy. And guess what? Jesus shows up one
1: morning. And as he shows up, John's message came from repent to behold the Lamb of God. And he says, take it away. the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the
0: Zealots, and Herodians were all angry until that moment you were wrong. They were really angry. When Jesus said, excuse me, when God said, behold, the old Lamb of God. And just to put some controversy to rest, let me tell you why they get so angry. Because John is the son of a priest. Some of you read the Gospel of Luke, and you know that John is the son of Zacharias, right? John is the son of a Levite priest. And according to the law of Moses, Only a Levitical priest can proclaim a sacrifice.
1: Holy Father. There comes Jesus up to the shores of the River Jordan, and John.
0: 22, where Father Abraham takes his son, Isaac, up on top top of the mountains, and Isaac asks that question, Father, I see the fire. Father, I see the wood. Father, I see the knife, but I don't see the lamb. And Abraham responds, my son God himself will provide the lamb. And let me tell you, surely, until that day, the Jewish people have been asking that question, where is the lamb? And John that morning stands up and says, that's the promised Lamb that is to come, the one God will provide, the one that's tied in the thorns, thorn, the one that wears the crown of thorns, the one that takes away the sins of our Lamb of God. Oh, now you know why.
1: proclaims it. He puts the camp of the biblical priesthood Ooh. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He puts
0: ministry on on top of that. As he baptized Jesus, you know rest that of the story. The Holy Spirit comes down in the form of a dove lands on the head of Jesus. A voice out of heaven proclaims, this is my Son. Hear ye Him. Let me tell you, the Father proclaims, Uh, The Holy Spirit lands upon him. John the Baptist, the picture of the prophets, uh, goes ahead and agrees that this is the Son of God. And let me tell you, later on, The Messiah. Amen. Not only is he the Messiah, he is the Savior who satisfies the wrath of God. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. With that in mind,
1: let's think about the Lamb of God. Let's think about what it means to have a Lamb of God. Turn us, please, down to Philippians chapter two. We'll read this verse here, 5 through 8. The Bible says,
0: this be. The apostle is in Christ Jesus. For being in the form of God, we did not consider robbery equal to violence. Let me give you modern-day thoughts on that. That's finding you. The apostle is in Christ Jesus. In other words, I'll paraphrase it. I would simply put it like this: Think like. It. Even though that's not a real translation, but that's what Paul is giving that. Think like this. This is how you need to be thinking as a Christian you're a Christian, how are you supposed to think? If you're not a Christian, you can't think like that because your mind is all messed up anyway. Don't get mad. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't have Jesus Christ, then you don't have the truth. And let me tell you right now, Jesus is the truth. If you don't have Jesus, then you're not thinking correctly. I didn't say that the Bible Bible. In other words, you've got life mixed up. That's why you can sit there and say, can a man be a woman and a woman be a man? Is that really a baby or is that a couple of cells? Also
1: in Christ Jesus. Verse 6 tells us being in
0: the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he did not consider it robbery to be evil. He did not think it, he didn't think it sinful. It wasn't sinful for he him to be equal with God. He is God. Hear me again. Jesus Christ is God. And he comes down in the form of a human being, and that's why it's not robbery for him to be equal with God. Because he is God. Verse 7.
1: But made yourself no reason. This
0: is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is the Savior. This is He who created this world with the power of His Word. The one who said, Let there be light, and there was light. The one who said, Let it bring forth fruit, let it bring forth light. It did so. He is this one. My Bible said he made no reputation taking the form of playing
1: himself coming in the likeness of man and being found in appearance as a man humble humbled himself and became a
0: problem and so some of us are wealthy, some of us are poor, some of us are born in one of those families where you'll be able to get a job because dad is working and you get to some job and doc left with people. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, some of us are born in families where you won't be able to get any higher than what your dad used to do. And your dad was a uh, the janitor, so you become a janitor. Nothing wrong with that. It's part of our status system. And you know we say it's not there, but it is there. The truth is and here in America, we can work our way out of it, but it'd be a shame to say it doesn't exist. Without. So if we were to go back to the Middle Ages days, Middle Ages the age, days, the age the age, then we might look at more of our case system here. Uh, in Europe. Here's a picture of some of the cases that were there. Well, of course, you were the blessed one if you were born to king. Somebody say amen. That means that everybody else had to do what you wanted them to do, but not necessarily, right? Ask some of those British kings, if they didn't get sick A people's army and a parliament to say, we don't want to hear what you have to say anymore. Tyrants will not be tolerated anymore. We need a lot of lesson for that. Your president, God bless his heart. Let me say that in a southern way. God bless his heart. Your president is not your team. He's not, no matter who he is, or what party He's in, whether it be Republican, whether it be Democrat, whether it be Independent, or some other party that's out there. He or she is not your king or queen. They are your elected representative, your elected leader. They are for the people, of the people, by the people, and sometimes we forget they can be removed by the people. They, well, they ruled over the manors, the castles. They provided knights, protected knights, and ruled the army. So let's take a look at the knights down here. They provided military service and protection. They also trained, maintained, and, when needed, brought the army into church. If you're anything like me, you were born a peasant and a serf. Peasants and serfs are bound to work the land on the manners for the Lord. And incidentally, if you quit working, your family place you quit eating, and the family went into servitude. In those days, you had debt in prison, so they would put you in prison for not paying your debt. I believe you're know, seeing those things start to rise back up, where you now have hereditary debt in the United States. Even your mom and dad can die away, owing a company, somehow that debt is transferred to H.I.E., and it's starting to happen again in the United States. So we need to be careful of that, and we need to stand up and say no to things like, we're in Philippians chapter 2. We look closely
1: at first 5.
0: In fact, let's give it to you in you want to go ahead and get started. I want to read it to you, and you can follow along if you want to. If you don't, then just trust me for just a minute. What does that
1: mean? That means that this mind, being you, which also in Christ Jesus was, or translated correctly, is, all
0: I mean, this our just keep minding in your case. Remember the case-by-case situation that's Paul writing to individuals at a church called Philippi, the church he's writing to them there, and he's saying individually, you need to keep thinking, not just to the church collectively, but I want your individual listening to hear what I'm saying. You need to keep thinking like this keep minding it. Just keep minding in your case with all the who Jesus, Who kept minding. That's a wonderful translation of Philippians 2, verse 5. Keep thinking like this because Jesus never stopped thinking like that. Literally, just keep minding the new case all one
1: Jesus, he kept minding it. So then, that's the way it is and that's how we're supposed to do. And let's think about how Jesus thought. Remember, Philippians 2 told us a little bit about how Jesus thought. He came and
0: willingly took the form of a slave. Amen? Willingly. Even though he's God Almighty, even though he was born a king, are you hearing me this morning? He's born a king. He has every right to tell people what to do. He has every right to make knights and lords. He has every right to expect his sons to come and serve him. However, he comes down in the form of a man, in the form of a slave.
1: That's right? That's Jesus' state of mind. We're supposed to think like. Most of us are like, no way, I'm too good for that. ain't about to say, well, that's right. You ain't no grandfather, right? The will of God. What is Jesus' statement? He came down with him and a Not just that, but John said, You're the Lamb of God. He's a slave and he's the Lamb of God. A slave and the Lamb
0: of God. Well, I think we can talk. In fact, I think we can talk about that for the next six months and never finish talking about What does it mean to be a slave for God? Well, just put it in a nutshell. We're a slave for God. That means that we do whatever He tells us to do, when He tells us to do it, when He tells us to do it. We don't even ask questions. We just obey. We're slaves. Amen? We are slaves. Not like a Muslim is to Allah. Incidentally, if you're a Muslim, that's what that name means. Muslim. Slaves you're a Christian, though, you've got a different attitude. Because we're not just slaves, though. There's a whole different word in there. You're something called bond. A bond servant is a slave. We we'll often translate that a slave. but bond servants are a little bit differently. bond service means I owe you something. And I'm here trying to pay my bond back. In other words, I'm beginning to realize I owe you a debt. And Christians, we serve God. Are you ready for this? This may come as a shocker. But we serve God because... We owe a debt we cannot pay. We are bond servants. He has paid a debt that we can never pay. He has paid our debt in full, and we serve Him now because we love Him. We love what He did for us. On Him, as we just sang, the wrath of God was satisfied. The debt is paid. Well, we can go on.
1: morning, we're talking
0: about this mind. This mind, I think over and over and over again in the Bible, we will see it over and over again. He's the Lamb of God. Incidentally, Resurrection Day is about one month away. You know that? That means we're getting ready for Passover here, Pastor Avenue Pastor That means we're getting ready for Palm Sunday, one of my favorite holidays. We're getting ready for Forum tonight. Oh my goodness, I'm an excited, short,
1: pastor. I <laughs> get happy
0: with all things. It's about proclaim, Baruch of Abba of Adonai, blessed is he who comes in his glorious holy name, Jesus.
1: But we forget sometimes he's the Lamb of God. We take Philippians 2 verse 5, let's is find how we can't play this morning. We keep thinking like this and never stop thinking like that. Because Jesus. Mighty. Remember now he is the Lamb of God. Let's see this morning what the Bible says about the Lamb of God. Keep your fingers,
0: please, in Philippians chapter two. Put the marker there. Put a pencil there or write it down and put it under the refrigerator later on. How do you want to do But well, look at me in Isaiah 53 and verse 7. Let's take a look at the Lamb of God. Because we have this mind in us. So we have Jesus. We understand that He's a slave. He comes in the form of a slave. And we understand that we are supposed to reciprocate that. We understand we're supposed to replicate that. We're supposed to act like He did. If He comes to serve, we serve. If He comes to love, we love. If He comes to give mercy, we give mercy. That's God's church. Amen. We're also
1: supposed to act like He's a lamb. That's a lamb. We always know. Way of sins the world. I mean, you know, the church is supposed to be a place of forgiving. Now notice I didn't say understanding. Forgiving. me. I tell you right now, there's no reason for a Christian to understand why you're homosexual. We don't need to do that. Nor do we need to sympathize with I tell you right now, God can forgive you, so can you.
0: Because what you live in is sin. We're not here to judge you, we're not here to say we don't. and Come to Jesus. You can get forgiveness from Jesus. You know where else to get forgiveness? From God's
1: church. Yes. Because we would be like the Lamb of God. Isaiah 53, verse 7. Let's take a look
0: at having a mind of the Lamb of God. This is what the Bible says about Jesus. Here, this is a prophecy of Jesus. Some years, some many years before Jesus came. the Bible says he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before it, shearing it silent, so he opened not his mouth. We need to have this kind of mind in us. If we're going to be the Lamb of God, if we're going to be his his people, his church, and we need to start thinking the way he thought. And Paul tells us, let this mind be in you. Never stop thinking on it. So we need to find out then how a lamb thinks. And we get a picture of it from the Bible here in Isaiah 53, verse 7. How a lamb speaks. How a lamb acts. What a lamb does.
1: I don't know about you, but isn't that a beautiful lamb right there? So innocent. Anybody here have a lamb Probably not. Isn't that a mean-looking, ferocious lamb? It those big, saber-teeth on him. Could you imagine his roar? <laughs> <laughs> How scary that would be. Look at that precious little lamb. Harmless. Well, you know what? Jesus is the lamb of God. When you start, thinking,
0: when you start acting that way, so looking with look me and I those attributes were characteristics of a Lamb of God, not just the Lamb of God, but the Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Well, the first thing we need to learn, if we're going to be the Christian that God called us to be. We're going to be the church God called us to be. We're going to be God's people, God's children, God's representatives here on earth. Number one, we need to never forget that we're bonds, and He paid a debt that we can never pay, and we owe a debt that we can never pay, and He came and He fulfilled it, He paid it, and church! So pay it back. But we serve because we love. And because we love him, we love each other. Because we love each other, we feel him all around
1: us. Oh. No one else needs to be Jesus was a simple man. But Jesus at not 53, he was oppressed and he was perfected. Now retaliation. a simple
0: man. Man Lambs don't bar their big, saber sharp teeth. Lambs. They're simple lambs. Our Bible says, Isaiah 53, 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted without retaliation. He was a simple lamb. A lamb is the simplest of God's creatures. They don't have wings. They don't have talent or fame. They don't have sharp claws. They don't have the ability like a skunk to squirt some hideous hideous. Foul, selling foul, spelling liquid on you? No, no, no. It has no way to fight back. And I wonder sometimes why. God said he's a lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Because as Christians, we need to be like that lamb. Simple. The simplest of God's creatures, lambs. They don't have ferocious roars. They don't have scary looks. You ever seen stuff of children's nightmares? How many of them have drawn a lamb? And can you tell me what you're afraid of? Not a one of them says, I'm scared of that sheep. Not a of In fact, we count sheep to go to sleep. Are you following me this morning? They're simple. They're not scary at all. And as a Christian, we're supposed to be like that. We're supposed to act like that, talk like that, behave that way. In this world, we are simple lamb. And the simple lamb, that means we have no schemes. Listen to me now. No plans for helping ourselves. No schemes to get ourselves out of trouble or out of the government. No. A lamb exists. It's simpleness and helplessness. It has absolutely no weapons, no claws, no teeth. It's war is never ferocious. It is a simple lamb. And as a Christian, we need to be simple lamb. That means we have no weapons. We have no way of winning in the world other than Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God.
1: Simple. Land. That's where we start out this morning, the simple land. Are you the simple land this morning? Or have you sat there and seen you? Take advantage to your service. To be on top, to get
0: yourself where you want to be. I need everyone to recognize me. Let me tell you right now, if you're doing that, you're going to fall it's funny when you get in God's house. If you say, it's all about me, God's going to make it all about him real quick and you're going to get to God. Jesus says it this way. He says, if any of you want to be first, let him become last. If any of you want to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven, let him become servant of all.
1: I think that's amazing. Years and years and years ago, Betsy and
0: I worked in Brownwood. We had a mission there of the Brownwood Apartments Kids Church. And I remember one Thursday evening we used to meet one Thursday evening. We lined our kids up to come and get their snacks. You should have seen the snacks. They were so delicious, so wonderful. They were whales. We couldn't even afford real goldfish. We had whales fake their knockoff versions of goldfish. We had whales and we had red Kool-Aid from Great Value. That was our snack almost every Thursday and usually the mom or the dad who were involved in it would provide that and we would take an offering and that offering would yield three to four, maybe five dollars a week. With that $5 you would buy that for the next week. So it was usually whales and it was some sort of fruity Kool Aid or whatever be. Did I ever drink that
1: stuff? No. Still cancer free, praise <laughs> God. I am drinking that stuff. Making a long story short, though, we have lined them up.
0: Stronger, tougher ones, their way, to the front. They could not wait to get that little cupcake uh, holder full of waves. And they, the right they could not wait to be the first to get there pushing those young kids out of the other way. And that reminds them of what the scripture says. The first shall be last. And the last shall be fine. Let me tell you something right now. If you're going to be a simple lamb, if you need to start putting, That when people scheme against you, you're not here to retaliate. You're here to be God's lamb. And as God's lamb. That means you take what the world has given to us. That means that we can't get our way out of it. We expect God to deliver us. Because he is more than able. Amen.
1: Lamb. Look at the next one. Look at this one right here. Silence. know what the shearing is, right? It looks a little bit different
0: now. Not quite so cute, huh?
1: Some of you are like, that thing is ugly. I don't know why people eat those.
0: i telling you right now, if you ever had a piece of lamb, it's a wonderful burger. You great, God. Now you know why I'm not eating any grasshoppers. I've done had lamb.
1: <laughs> no. Looks a little different now.
0: Listen to me now. He went to the cross. He put the nails in his hands and his feet, and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh, my blessed Savior, oh, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sins of the world, simply went to the cross, simply saying, Father, thy will be done. When? Will the church get up off of its rear end and say, Father God, thy will be done. We are your lamb. Take us, great shepherd. But not only was he the lamb, he was born.
1: Remember?
0: Jesus Christ, and that is it, willing to be shorn, shorn of your life, short of your privilege. How many of us have walked into church and said, that hey, guy's sitting in my pew." I can't believe it. How many of us have walked in there and said, that person's in my chair. That person's in my classroom. That person's in my kitchen. That person's in my place. Doing my job, taking my time. Let me tell you right now, the Lamb of God. You've got to be willing to be short of your rights and your privileges of the place you think you deserve. Because deep down inside, we all deserve hell and death. But He gave us life because He's a simple, short Lamb.
1: stand, when the hair comes off, you can see what's on Every star, every hurt,
0: every nick. You get that land, even where the shearers didn't cut the line.
1: lamb right Isn't that a cute little guy? Let me go ahead and give you a disclaimer right now. Not one lamb is front of the midst of this sermon. Ooh, that was good. Isn't that a cute one right there? Isn't
0: that the kind you count when you're sleeping? The lambs I count when I'm sleeping are jumping over the barbecue grill. you grew When I fall asleep, it's when one, one lamb did it.
1: Let me tell you, this is a part of my ministry that I take very, very seriously. For his accusers, he opened not his.
0: Eyes. Oh, I love that. As they gathered in front of him, those self righteous, sand heads, Pharisees, or Sadducees standing in front of him, wagging their unholy fingers into his holy face. Those who are completely broken inside standing in front of the one who has the ability to fix them, saying, shame on you for making yourself better than us. Our Bible says in Isaiah 53:7, He opened not his mouth. He did not defend himself. Listen to me now. He didn't have to sit there and justify what he did, what he said, or where he was. No, no, no. He was a silent man. And, church, we need to remember if we're going to keep this mind in us, if we're going to keep on thinking the way Jesus thought, then we need to be simple. We need to be short. And sometimes we need to be silent. Amen. We need to not open our mouths. Sometimes we need to be quiet. Sometimes we need to sit back and let God do all the talking for us. Incidentally, he could say it better than we ever
2: could.
0: He's a silent lamb. He opened not his mouth. He did not defend himself to the Romans. He did not defend himself to the Pharisees or to the Sadducees. He didn't sit there saying, "Look at me. Look at this. Let me tell you why I did it." He didn't have to justify himself. He didn't have to explain himself. And you know what else? He did not excuse. Himself. You
1: ever met a Christian like that? We only did only acting this way because you push put my button. That's because your button is very pushable. He opened God's mouth.
0: As they put the nails in his hands and the feet. They played him with the Roman curse that had a mind tail where they took bits of metal and put it on that whip and they ripped skin Give them, for they know not what they do. He was a silent lamb.
1: No excuse. No explanation. No defense. Look at this lamb. I saved the for last. That's the one you see. yeah there. you want to go back right now. And I'm telling you, if it's not alive, it will not come. You know what else you want? You read the law, Remember when?
0: Dignity. When they took Him of His human rights and they lifted Him up on the street, when they put Him on the cross of Calvary, they began to realize underneath the wool, underneath the clothes, underneath the royalty and the dignity, there was absolutely positively no grudges underneath. There was no resentment underneath. He was spotless. He was sinless. He's the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sin. Otherwise. And if we're going to be the Christians, He's called us to be. We've got which are silent sometimes, which are sinless all the time, which are His children that are simple and we're short of our life because we are called to be His children, His lambs. Somebody say this morning. We've got to be His people. When they took Him off the
1: hill, there was no grudges, no resentment. Not one time
0: Jesus ever said, I'll do it, but if I had my way. Not one time did He say, yeah, if my dad wasn't in charge, then I would do it.
1: Not one time did he ever say, I'm just going to give you enough rope and anger. I got another way
0: coming. I got a trap set for you. No, no, no. He's what? There's no hate in his heart. There's no lust in his heart. There's no greed in his heart. There's no resentment in his heart. There's no animosity in his heart. No, there's nothing but perfection, in that perfect heart says, I love you, and I think you're worth dying for, and I'll go to the cross for you, and if there's only been one in this world, just one in this world, who didn't know he was personally Lord Savior. He would still go to the cross of Calvary because he is silent, he is spotless, he's pure, he's holy, and he loves you. Somebody say amen.
1: He's a spotless lamb. Sometimes we've got to be simple lamb. Uh, we've
0: got to be uh, You and I both know when the hair starts coming off, the coat starts coming off, the ties get thrown away, and the holy repertoire gets put aside.
1: That's when we find the scars and spots. I think it's amazing when we leave the church building. That's when the unholiness comes out. The holy you got out, but on the way home, well, it God called you to be a nation. God called you to be ministers. God called you to be a witness to your workplace. God called you to be your Sometimes we own personal way of thinking. We get mad over small things, don't we? Even as Christians, we be like, uh-huh, I can't believe that got pulled out in front of me. That's when that real real unholiness comes out. The top real now, as we, get silent, we need to silence. Turn back to see the footage. Bob tells us, Let the mind be used. was also linked Like I said earlier, keep on thinking this way because Jesus never stopped thinking. Never once did it leave his frame of mind. He thought like this. What do you think? Like, this? I am the Lamb. That means I'm a simple. That means I'm a silent. That means I'm a shorn. That means I'm a simple. If you're a professional,
0: do you come this morning and say, Pastor, I need to be a simple man. I've been too busy trying to be a ram. I've been, be a I've been too busy trying to be a youth. I've been too busy trying to be something
1: I'm not. All you need to be is all that. Come on. Pastor, say, Pastor, God's calling you to the ministry. God's calling you to be a part of our family perhaps the Hebrew no know me in James 4, verse 10. Say, the says, humble yourselves in of the Lord. He will make you one of the This James, this James, who wrote this book that we love to quote from,
0: I love to quote from, of James was the brother of Jesus Christ. Could you imagine growing up like that? Could you imagine? Mom and Dad said, could you be a little more like
1: Jesus? of the Lord. you talking about Jesus. Humble yourself in the side of Jesus. And He will be I can imagine, James, it took me all these years to learn. All these years to understand that He was a simple lamb. He was a torn lamb. He was a silent up lamb. He's a simple Did you come this morning by James?
0: I have to say, Pastor, I am a Christian, but I need to get it right when you come this morning. Whatever he's calling you to do, we're going to have a word of prayer. I'm going to ask you to humble yourself this morning. Let's pray together. Father, I come to you now in Jesus' name. And Lord God, if there be any hearts this morning that are hard and broken, would you let them know today you're the great healer, you're the great physician. And I ask, Father God, if you let them come and let them be comforted by you. If there be any souls, Lord God, that have moved away from being lambs and have turned themselves into baggage or into... Monsters are into a wild boar, whatever the case may be, Lord. If you really come this morning humble yourself, and ask you to return a into the land of God. I also pray, Father God, if there be any Lord, you need to be a part of what I'm going to have you, Amen. Most
1: of all, Father God, if
0: there be one, just one, you to come to know the
1: Lord's table. You give us strength and courage to come.
0: Meantime, let's go to the Lord's Prayer, and I hope have to see you this afternoon. But get that forum service, now you're going to be here for that. Especially to get that Hanum at the end. Like I want to go to the place
1: alright? Well, I'm not lying. I want one. Let's go.